Hi, and welcome along to another edition of the Halftime Team Talk. We are home ground, and this is where football comes home. As always, I'm Haikal, the Arsenal fan, still, and always the Arsenal fan. Today, we've got Dom, the Liverpool fan. Say hi. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. And Thiru, the United fan. Say hi. Hello, fellow strugglers and champions-elect. Okay, so for today we are going to talk about uh, this debacle that Manchester City are facing with their issues with uh, financial fair play. So without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay, firstly, we have to address what is financial fair play. So uh, from this point on, it's going to be I'm going to just call it uh, FFP. So FFP is actually a way for UEFA to regulate the finances of clubs that are involved in European competition. Um, there's also FFP in the English League, Premier League, and um, I think there's a few other competitions. But the one that Manchester City actually um, broke the rules are UEFA's. So FFP is... Um, what what it actually uh, what UEFA actually does is that they will actually look into the club's income versus losses, where only thirty million euros of deficit is actually allowed. They will also look at the past three seasons prior to the club playing in that season's competition. Um, if I'm not wrong, this was started in two thousand twelve, two thousand fourteen ish, and um, so for example, this season, for uh, a club, or probably Manchester City just came into the Champions League this season. So they will look at their finances for the past three seasons before this season. Um, things that they are actually considering when it comes to income is uh, clubs, uh, match their revenue, TV revenue, advertising, finance, player sales, and price money. Whereas uh, the club's outgoings in transfers, uh, employee benefits, including wages, finance costs and dividends will be used as outgoings. So what you can probably deduce from is that there's no um, ownership uh, putting in the money into this financial fair play. Um, before actually talking about what Man City is currently breaking in terms of the rules, let's, uh, one thing to note is that they actually broke a rule before and this was in 2000. 1314, where they have fined 49 million, um, 32 million of which was suspended and had spending restrictions for the for that um, season, and also could only name a 20 man Champions League squad for 2014 and 15. So with that, um, I'm gonna ask Dom, how exactly yeah. did Manchester City broke the FFP rules? Okay, uh, so we know that Man City broke these FFP rules because they are cheating bastards. La. But besides that, uh, let's just talk. So initially, right, let, let's just talk at why, how this uh, takeover came about. So in uh, 2000, 2006 itself, Man City were actually profiting. They had a $10 million profit. So uh, this Sheikh Mansour came and took over from Taksin, who was already borrowing money and had corruption charges against all the scandals. So uh, when he took over in uh, 2008, uh, in from his own spending and uh, managing of funds, uh, Man City already incurred a hundred and ninety-seven million pound loss. No profit, just loss. Okay. So 
what happened was this uh, Sheikh Mansour, who was already the deputy prime minister in Abu Dhabi and using his Abu Dhabi United Group, mm-hmm. uh, started to take interest-free loans and shares from his own subsidiaries, such as uh, his uh, ABA Investment Group and and all these. So all these companies that uh, Sheikh Mansour was taking from were all companies and subsidiaries from the Abu Dhabi Group, so such as uh, investment companies, oil companies, mm-hmm. and then. What happened was, uh, it was already flagged out by many uh, football figures pertaining to this uh, breach in uh, ex- like uh, lucrative spending. So they said that uh, you have to watch this team; it's been incurring losses. But they, Sheikh Mansour, realized that I have to come back. I have to get money. So they've been spending with their bottomless uh, money pockets, right? So UEFA introduced this FFP rule saying that. I want to protect the image of these European teams mm-hmm. that are competing in my competition, which is the UEFA Champions League. Yep. And uh, actually, to just correct, it was actually uh, up to 45 million euros in losses. So you should not you should not hit more than that was the benchmark. Like you should not hit more than 45 million loss, or then you'll be fined and charged according to the FFP rules. Uh, so sorry, what sorry. they did? Uh, let me defend yeah. myself. Uh, it was 45 million initially when they started the financial yeah, fair play. Yeah, but right now yeah, it's 30 correct. million. Okay, carry on. 30 million. Yeah, correct. So so initially, uh, FFP rule was 45 million, right? So at that time, they were already exceeding the the loss uh, cap, right? Yep. So what what Uh, Sheikh Mansour realized was I could introduce uh, because like what you said right so it's a match day revenue broadcasting revenue which okay broadcasting revenue you cannot manipulate because it's owned by a TV company right. but commercial revenue and match day revenues you can manipulate yeah. so one way they were manipulating was the attendance figures which is we all know that the <laughs> stadium looks empty but the attendance is always shown as the number of season tickets bought So yep. that was one way they increased the. Another one was the commercial revenue. So in the commercial aspect, they did this major. I would say I wouldn't say crime. It was a very smart move. They introduced Etihad Airways to take over Thomas Cook. So Etihad Airways took over their uh, shirt sales, took over the stadium naming rights, took over the academy, took over their Etihad campus. And from this, they had a hundred and twenty-six percent increase in revenue, which was up to four hundred million uh, pounds over ten years. This was first flagged by Arsene Wenger, who said that if teams find that they can use this loophole to introduce companies which actually belong to them, so this Etihad Airways, the chairman, is the half brother of uh, Sheikh Mansour. Yep. So it is an internal thing. So he can just bring in uh, all these things, and then he can just push the revenue, saying, "Oh, this is my profit." Mm-hmm. But the problem was, Etihad was actually suffering, suffering a loss at that time, but he still managed to take over Man City's naming rights and uh, all this, lah. Yep. So, but the problem, the 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 issue that was flagged by Arsene Wenger is that if teams do this, it will tarnish. This UEFA FFP ruling, and then there's no purpose at all. So FFP, I mean the UEFA itself, they came back to say that if we find clubs losing this loophole, we will act against them because they are members of the European Club Association, and we will defend them if they don't follow the rules. Yep. So they know they they know that this is the problem really, and then they realize that if I'm going to follow FFP, I cannot compete in Champions League and compete with other teams who are buying good players. And that's when they started doing the the book cooking. They started to inflate 
revenue figures, they started to use the, for example, the ABA, the investment team, they only generated 3 million of uh, investment money, but they wrote it as 15 million. In total, they cooked 127.5 million extra. They also did this project Longbow, which was an internal uh, email correspondence, which was leaked through football leaks to Der uh, Spiegel, which, which was the big revelation for UFR, which pissed them off. Lah. Basically yeah. saying that you, you, I was already explained to you the rules and you went against them. So Project Longbow was this uh, Abu Dhabi company, which was an offshore shell company, which bought player image rights and then boosted. It, it was like it was a method to say that this boosted revenue as well. So all this was done to boost their their safe as in uh, their safety in maintaining Champions League qualification. So this breach right will probably cause them to be banned, which is sentence now lah. It's been sentenced now saying that this uh the we will not we will ban you for two years, but I don't think it will surface. Okay. Yeah, is that everything? Yeah, basically, yeah. So the project Longbow was the shocking one, which was the shell companies and the leak of the email correspondence, which Man City are not denying. They are more pissed off of how they managed to get private emails rather than arguing that oh no, we didn't do such a thing. You know, you know, in the leak email, um, before I yep. uh, pass to Tiro, um, in the leak email, uh, you know, I mean, if you say like players like David Silva, I could be wrong here, but mm-hmm. David Silva, um, who is there? He says Rodri, um, Kevin De Bruyne. If you say like these players are the ones that um, the transfer dealings are the ones that um, cause them to break the rules, you probably would say okay. I mean, makes sense. It's a lot of money, but it's actually Wilfred mm-hmm. Boney, Jack Rodwell, Elekim Mangala, um, Jovetic, Nastasic. These kind of players that actually are the reasons why they broke the rules. Yeah. So it's it's like uh, it's not worthy, eh? Yeah, it's not worthy at all. Those guys don't even. Yeah. Play, I mean, even don't even win the Champions League. Um, you talk about tarnishing the image and like protecting the rights and stuff. Um, but we might have seen cases of financial fair play uh, rules being broken and then clubs appealing for it and they actually got their appeal like uh, a lesser ban or a lesser punishment. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Tiro, in this case, right, should there actually still be FFP if teams are actually going to, you know, I mean, what I'm saying is teams are actually going to be able to appeal for a lesser ban or a lesser um, fine. And at the same time, I think that the punishment for racism compared to this, it's not equal. What do you, what is your take on this? Uh, sorry, uh, just sorry to you. I just add in one more thing. Uh. Okay, Talking sure. about this, um, I, I just wanted to add that, that, you know, people will say that UEFA at the end just wants, uh, because they did find Man City and PSG at the start of FFP breaches, which right. they could have stopped. So the argument for Man City is we have already been we have already been punished. So then you, you cannot take further action. But UEFA actually pursued against Besiktas and Bersapor and banned them for one, two seasons. I think two seasons. They actually banned them from uh, taking part in UEFA competition. So UEFA has the power to actually do it and they will do it. So I, I, I personally feel that if UEFA wanted to pursue, they will pursue. But they are... 
it is very difficult to compete against Man City lah. I just wanted to add that last point. Okay, sure. Okay, um, yeah. Tiro, back to the question. Okay. Should I still be in FFP? FFP, uh, to me, is basically a, a way to regulate teams. Okay. Mm. So so that so that um they are financially sustainable without any uh input from the chairman themselves or any other investors. So you know, it's a fair ground. Uh, not everybody is going to have the same amount of money, but um, by having a a cap at thirty million, obviously it makes sense that you know you're going to have money coming in from revenue, and uh, there's money going out. So I think it's a fair way to assess and uh, allow teams to participate in Europe. So I think FFP is a good thing. Uh, it makes uh, the, the the ground more even. And as, at the same time, it's a it's a way to regulate clubs. And uh, I think it's a good thing to have, so that you know everyone is uh, within their means because we don't want to see clubs crashing out and going into administration. Yep. And you don't want that to happen to the the bigger clubs in Europe. And uh, this is how you're going to regulate because uh, it's going to be um, a case where, for example, Parma. They're gonna, uh-huh. they're gonna, they're gonna invest and invest and borrow and borrow, and uh, end of the day, none of the money is gonna go back, go back to, for the loans and etc. And you're gonna end up with administration. Yep. You're gonna sell everything, and then uh, things are gonna, gonna be bad. And uh-huh. uh, the club has to go down divisions, change of name. You know, the rich history and etc. is lost. They do not want things like that to happen. They don't want clubs to go into that state. So I think it's a good thing. Um, okay. I I possibly couldn't comment on the fines that UEFA lashes out for racism or mm. the and etc. But Man City probably had this coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just in your opinion, do you think it's actually harsh or acceptable um, the the punishment that they were given? I mean, uh, how many clubs participate in European competitions? Um, if all of them are willing to comply, why not you? That's the case here, right? Um, PSG has been has been found of breaches and Man City, and these are the clubs that have been recently taken over by rich, oil-rich nations. <laughs> so I I don't know whether it's a coincidence or or etc. Because the clubs that they have taken over, like Paris and Germain and yep. um, Man City, I'm going to focus more on Man City, okay? Because um. Uh, that's what more more people are aware of, as as in the Premier League compared to the French league. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Man City's success or how popular they are today is has been dependent on Man United, and a lot of people are not going to agree with this. But the thing is, why would someone come and buy a club like Man City? What is the star attraction to Man City? Why not go down the road and buy Everton? True. True. Yeah. So you you have arc rival. And um, that's why they had bought Man City to ride on the success of United as the arch rivals. So there's a new player in the game, and automatically they become big. You know, they could have mm-hmm. gone, gone down and bought uh, Oldham Athletic. Why not? <laughs> Man City, right? So, so I think they they are trying to reach the the golden um, golden ages of of uh, European uh, history, for example, like uh, the the rich history. Clubs such as Real Madrid, if you want to play with the big boys, you got to climb up the right way, not just by pumping in money and uh, getting all the investments and etc. And now they have been found of breaches, so I think 
Tiru, you still there? Yeah, right, I'm here. Okay. I think it is David. Yeah. So there you have it. That's the three of us discussing um, Manchester City and how they broke the rules with UEFA's financial fair play. Do stick with us for the next episode. It should be up soon. It's where we discuss about Manchester City and their future and how they're going to go on moving forward. Just our predictions. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Do leave some comments on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.